0: Welcome to the Link Messages podcast. We're so excited you chose to spend your time chasing after Jesus with us. The Link is Christian Life Cathedral's gathering of college students and young adults. You can join us in person on Thursday nights at 7.30 at the CLC Student Center in Fayetteville, Arkansas. On this week's podcast, expect to find a thought-provoking message from
1: our service on Thursday night.
2: If, uh, if I have not had the pleasure of meeting you, my name is Danny, and I have the honor of being the pastor here at the Link, so thank you for being here. Uh, there's just a couple things that I want to go over before we begin our coffee talk. Y'all, I missed you last week. Did you miss me? You don't have to answer that. If, if, if you're going to say no, you don't have to answer that. But if you're going to say yes, you can answer that. It's okay. I missed y'all, and I'm so glad that we're back Can you believe this is only the second week of Coffee Talk? We tried to start Coffee Talk the first week of February, and here we are, the first, can you believe we're in March, the first Thursday of March, and we're only in the second week of Coffee Talk, uh, but here we are, and it's going to be incredible. Uh, There's a couple things I want to do before we jump in. The first thing, uh, you heard Lydia announce if-gathering for all the ladies, right? Well... Where are my dudes at? Where's the guys here in the room? Yeah. There's like two guys, I guess. All right. Every other guy, you're not invited to what I'm about to say. I'm just kidding. We got guys night this Friday. That's tomorrow because the ladies are getting together. We want to get together. The dudes here in the room, we wanted to get together. So guys night. Can I get a guys night? Guys night. We're meeting at AJ's house. Look, AJ has the camera right there. AJ. Wave at us. Yeah, he's taking a picture of me while while he was waving. That's impressive. We're going to meet at AJ's house at seven o'clock. If you need the address, I want you to go and talk to that guy after service or talk to me or talk to Alex or talk to Austin. We all want you to come. all the dudes here, uh, here here's the here's the tagline. you ready for the tagline? Grub Games. Guys, all right? Guys night tomorrow night, 7 until whenever. Uh, Since I've been kicked out of my house for IF gathering, I'm chilling with AJ Friday and Saturday, so uh, that's where I'm going to be. It's going to be incredible. Guys night? Yeah, thank you. That's the response. That's the appropriate response. It's like a call and response. Somebody says guys night, and you respond, guys night. Yeah, all right, cool. We got it. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, and then there's one more thing that I want to do. I want to take care of a little family business. Uh, we we don't normally take care of family business at this point in the service, but it's a little unique. Uh, the family business that we're going to take care of, please direct your attention to the screens.
1: Everyone, so I know that's this is not how we usually do this, but last week we literally had the ice capades going on. So we were able to have the link service, which I'm really sad about. Um, but as some of y'all know, maybe not all of you, I did move to New York City this past weekend, which is totally crazy to say, but, um, I did move here. I'm pursuing a career in fashion. Um, and my, that's what my degree is in. So I got a good opportunity to work at the bridal industry up here and I'm really, really excited yet really sad to leave all my family and community at the link. Um, so I just wanted to thank you all for having such a huge impact on my life and I love every single one of you and next time I'm there, I'm gonna give you a big hug. Um, And that's my little shout out and Danny, thank you for playing this video. And I love you guys so, 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 so much. You don't even understand the impact and like the growth I've had at The Link. You've been there for almost every season of my life, a lot of you um, at The Link and I just love you so much. Uh, Thank you for supporting me on this and still having my back even all the way, like, 20 hours away from home. So, I love you guys.
2: Oh, we missed McKenna already. I was texting her, and uh, she said, uh, I, I was asking her to send that video. And she said, yeah, I'll send it as soon as I get home. And I was like, home? <laughs> Does that mean you're coming back here to send the video or what? Uh, so, what we're going to do right now is we're going to pray for Kenna. So, uh, if you all feel comfortable, would you just, like, since her, her video just played, would you just stretch your, she's, oh, she, look, what? Oh, yeah. That's a surprise. I didn't even know that was happening. That's awesome. So if you feel comfortable, technology, stretch your hands in her direction, and we're going to pray a blessing over her. Father, we thank you for McKenna. Thank you, God, for her time here at the link. God, we are so grateful for the role that, he, that, that she played while she was here. God, we know that there has been so much growth. We know that there have been so many steps that she has taken forward in this community. And we're believing right now that this is just another step that you have in her journey. So, Father, we pray that you give her exactly what she needs. God, provide finances, provide roommates, provide, provide a church home, uh, a place for her to belong and to serve so the gospel of Jesus Christ will be made known to her community there in New York. Father, I pray for uh, just supernatural connections that this uh, this role that she is starting in this fashion industry, God, will be life-giving, and she will be a light to, the, to every person that she comes in contact with. We love you, Jesus. We love Kenna, and we bless her in Jesus' name. Can everybody say amen? Amen. amen. We love you, Kenna. <laughs> That was awesome. Thanks for doing that, Kirby. I didn't know that was happening. All right. uh, Y'all ready for some coffee talk? All right. If y'all get thirsty, make sure you go grab some coffee. We still got more in the back. I heard enough of you old people here in the room, me included, say, hey, we want some decaf. So we have some decaf tonight. It's all good. We got some. So tonight we have some incredible panelists that are going to be joining me up here at the front. Uh, the first panelist that I want to introduce you to, her name is Michelle Atunglu. Uh Yeah, give it up for Michelle. Come on up, Michelle. Yeah. She's a student at the U of A. She works at Ozone for Camp War Eagle. She serves at Transfer. Shout out to Transfer. Let's go. And uh, she is simply blessed. All right. And then our next incredible panelist we've got tonight is Carter Havens. Y'all get up for Carter. Carter's Carter's a big brain engineer. He he serves on the worship team here at the link and at transfer. And he probably has the best beard here in the room. It's it's true. I heard no one throw any complaints or or shades, so it's true. It's true. Uh, and then our final panelist, please give it up for Pastor Christopher Dixon. <laughs> pastor Christopher is the teaching pastor here at CLC, and he does amazing work uh, at Life Source here in Fayetteville. And he's an incredible dad. All right, so these are the panelists that we've got here. I'm going to hand them the microphone, and and uh, we're just going to have a conversation tonight. Um, but this is uh, this is how we're going to break the ice on this conversation. Some of you don't even know what the topic is, um, and and that's okay. You're going to find out here in a second. Um, but this is, oh, I guess it is on the screen, huh, Ryan? But that doesn't really explain everything. Hmm. So uh, this is the question that I'm going to ask just kind of as we begin this conversation tonight. Um, Tell us how long you've been a part of this community, either here at The Link or at CLC, and one aspect about this place that you love.
3: Um, I've been here for right at six years uh, as as a minister, and I am the son of the founding pastor, so uh, I left in 2000 uh, and, and did my life, and then came back, yeah, 16 years later, uh, 17 years later, no, that isn't, the math isn't right there. I left in, yeah, 2000 and came back in 16, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good math. Um, <laughs> it's 16, that's, yeah, it shouldn't be that hard, should it? Um so I've been a part of this community and affected by this community and loved by this community and like I don't know all sorts of I have all sorts of feels about this community um and it's beautiful and I love CLC because it at its very core it legitimately and deeply cares about uh each and every person that walks through its doors mm. it it cares it, it, it cares in a way that it shows up, not in a way that is like, hey, be a part of this organization, but like a way that is, how can we love you, and how can we serve you, and how can we meet you where you are? Um, and it's not pushy, and it's kind, and I just think that's really beautiful. That's awesome.
0: My name is Carter Havens. Uh, I've been a part of the link since I think about winter of 2018, 2019. Um, I was led here by my sister Hannah. Y'all know and love her. Yeah, Hannah! And uh my favorite part of the link, uh, and the CLC family is the the vulnerability that is allowed here. Um I mean it's 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 taxing to be vulnerable and so it doesn't happen all the time and that's very understandable. Mm-hmm. Uh but there then there are nights like this where people just get to talk about what they feel. Hmm. Um and that's really special and rare in a church, and I'm really thankful for for nights like this. And also, um, the trust that y'all put in your leaders and in your volunteers to steer the ship and set the course, um, it's not a dictatorship. It's pretty cool. Yeah.
2: I'll pay you five bucks for saying that, good job.
4: <laughs> just like we agreed. <laughs> um, my name is Michelle and I've been here since my 10th grade year. Um, so it's been six years, I just did the math <laughs> while you were doing the math. Um, <laughs> and my favorite part about this place is that is the community is the people who are here, not people who just look homogeneous and like the same um, because we there are churches that just look like one person or like they just all look the same, um, but CLC and specifically the transfer. Um, that was just not my experience and I just love how welcoming it is and how many opportunities there are to genuinely, love people, not just to receive it, but also to give it as well.
2: Awesome. Well, now that we got the easy question out of the way, uh, we're going to dive into some pretty uh, heavy stuff. I mean, we have just entered into the season of Lent, and a lot of times when we enter into the season of Lent, it's a season of reflection. It's a season of repentance. It's a season where we pause and we uh, take stock of, of the things that are going on in our life and if they're giving praise and honor to Jesus. And so uh, tonight we're gonna talk about some things that are going on in our world. Um, So I'm gonna say some things and I'm gonna ask these panelists how they feel. Um, So over the last week, um, we have all experienced in one way or another the reality of the possibilities of war. Um, There is the Russian invasion of Ukraine and then on top of that, there are things that I know that you have all felt in your own personal life, your own personal stories. And then that's on top of a couple years of a global pandemic. And here in the United States, there is political unrest. There is the fight for uh, racial equality. There, there are so many things that are happening all on top of each other. So panelists, when I say all of those things, what are some thoughts or feelings That come to your mind
0: that is way too
2: much to bear for one person alone Um,
0: if if you sit there and you try and stay up to date on that and you try and process all of that and you try and control all of that um, by gathering knowledge and assuming that you're right um, you're going to tear your head apart Um, you can't do that on your own it's it's too much to bear
4: Um, what are the feelings? Yeah, thoughts
2: or feelings? What, what what comes to your head or your heart?
4: Yeah, um, so a lot of it is just a lot of overwhelming feelings because there are so many things that are going on and not just in the world, but also people who are around you, whether that may be death or just people getting really ill. And there just seems to be a general pressure to know everything and have control of everything, but also uh, live in that humanity of where it is overwhelming, and where you have to sit in that, and you have to sit in the darkness yet hold some sort of light within you, and so it is a lot of uh, complex feelings, a lot of um, things that can stress you out and take you out really, lo- like really quickly if you don't, if you're not conscious about it.
2: Yeah. You want to add anything? Sounds good to me.
4: <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Then yeah, it's a
3: lot. That's how I feel. A lot. Yeah. A lot.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is a lot. A lot. It is a lot, and so that's why tonight we're talking about our response. That's why those words are on the screen right now. There's a lot going on in our world. There's a lot going on in your world, and so when we when we see all these things, whether it's on social media or it's in the news or or reading an article um, or something, there's there's a lot of heaviness. As followers of Jesus. How do you respond when things like this happen? I
0: cry, <laughs> keep it real. I lament. There's a whole book about it. Um, huh- L- uh I'm talking about lamentations, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. Bibled, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I recommend lamentations Um, Jesus will give you peace Jesus will give you strength Jesus um, enable the Holy Spirit to come and and comfort and guide us Um, and hearts are still gonna break that doesn't change that that doesn't change the fact that evil is still here Trusting in Jesus should not prevent your heart from breaking when you see evil. It, it broke Jesus' heart too. Um, I try to remember the truths of the Bible that are greater than the truths that I see on the news. Um, God is in control of me, my life, the tides, the sun, the moon. Um, the fact that tanks are moving in a certain direction is a truth. God is still in control and is not surprised by this. Um, there are different levels of truth um, and one supersedes the other and I can find comfort in one while still being terrified uh, and broken hearted that the other is happening.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, they can both exist at the same time and I think they should. If you try and ignore one without the other, you're going to tear yourself apart because
3: you
2: need Jesus. Who wants to follow that up?
3: Can you can you ask the question again?
2: Yeah, so when you hear all these things happening, when you read these headlines, when you see the banter on social media, as a follower of Jesus, how do you respond to all the stuff?
3: Yeah, first of all, just turn off social media. Yep. yep. Just turn it off. Take a break, guys. I'm not saying it's a... I'm not saying a generational thing. I mean it, it has, social media has so much value. Look at what just happened with McKenna. Yeah. I mean, that's that's so beautiful. That's such a gift social you know that these social things give us. I took a course at Yale right when the pandemic uh, started um, called the Science of Happiness. And uh, one of the mindfulness practices, and I never thought of it as a Jesus practice, but all the other ones were like, "Why did I pay for this?" Because, <laughs> but one of them was so there, there were all of these Yalees <laughs> that are freshmen, and the teacher like asked them, um, pra- "Here's your mindfulness practice. Use your device for an hour less every day, and measure." how you feel about yourself and the world around you and write it down. And overwhelmingly everyone said they felt better about both themselves and what was happening in the world around them and their sense of well-being was um what was uh, was greater yeah. just by it, because she said I know I can't ask you to not get on social media like it's 2020 2020 at this time. uh But just limit it by an hour, and let's measure it. And it was one of those physically measured things. And uh, I think that's one thing you can do. The second thing that I think is really important is to pan out. Mm. Um, If you could go, if you could be born into any point in time in history, if God, like, chose you to be special and was like, when do you want to be born from the beginning of the world to right now, you can choose when would you choose to be born? Right now. Right now. Right? I don't know. Somebody Maybe somebody is not saying right now. <laughs> life insu- I, have a, I, have a, uh, I have a 10-year-old, okay? The actuarial timetable, life insurance for him, they estimate that he will be 110 years old. science, all of these things have evolved to the place where even though we're constantly being fed these negative narratives and meta-narratives, and uh, because fear, like, sells in the short term and, like, fights get quick attention, um, if we can pan out and we can take a broader perspective, we'd be like, wow, you know what, this really is the greatest time to possibly be alive. and then we can ask God, now how do you want me to use the gifts and talents you've given me because I've been born into this
4: time and this place in, in history. Yeah, that's cool. Is that helpful? Yeah, that's good.
2: Yeah. Michelle, you want to add anything?
4: Um, how do I respond to what's going on? Um, yeah. One of the things that's been really um, beneficial for me is to write stuff down. And to write down everything that I'm feeling, everything that I want to like say to a person um, about the situation, including everything that scares me about it. But also things that I hope um, would happen throughout the situation. And I think you mentioned a really good point. Um, whenever you write down your thoughts, and then you sort of take a step back and look at them, um, it takes a different perspective. Because always at the end of you know my fun writing sessions, um, it turns really hopeful at the end. And I don't know if that's just like taking a moment to stop all the frantic, erratic thoughts in my mind um, and actually putting uh, thoughts to paper and thinking and letting God use that moment and use that practice to slow myself down. But God can do some really powerful things whenever you slow down, whenever you stop (coughs) consuming um, all that information, whenever whenever you're mindful of what's going on in your head and heart. And that doesn't mean that anything on that paper is any less real. I think it just gives an avenue for God to become more visible in that moment. That's so good.
2: Um, If y'all need a church to attend, please come here on Sunday mornings. This past Sunday, we had an incredible message from Pastor Christopher right here. And in his sermon, he said this line. He said, the power of love is greater Than the love of power. The power of love is greater than the love of power. And if we're being real for a minute, when we feel afraid or if we feel like control is slipping away from us, oftentimes we seek out power to feel safe. We seek out some sort of power to feel comfortable. So, panelists, what does it look like for you to choose the power of love rather than the love of power?
0: you got to talk on it first because I'm genuinely curious what you've got to say.
3: <laughs> <sighs> love can do, I think, I think love and prayer are the greatest um, things in the universe. Um. And love and fear can't exist in the same space. And there's one thing that love can't do, and it can't be coercive because it's not love. And if I know anything about the love of God, which God declares that he is love, right, is that he's not, he's not coercing, he's not manipulating, he's not, um, because that's not, um, that's not loving. And so choosing not to coerce or manipulate or try to bend things or arc things in a certain direction because I can get the upper hand or I can maybe have the longer end of the lever, um, is is a practice that I think we can all we can all do. It's uh, we can we can all choose to be um, more loving and more vulnerable instead of more uh, egotistic and more um, you know fill in fill in the blank whatever it is um, in in all sorts of situations every single day. Um, I wanted to spank my 10-year-old. <laughs> Keep it real. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, he, like, the other day he got so he got so frustrated, and he's having a tough time, man. It's tough when you don't have agency, right? Like, that's kind of how I feel with all this stuff, too, going on. is like, do I have any power? But a 10-year-old really doesn't have any power, you know? Like, he just has to do what, he, what he's told to do all the time, and, he said some really mean stuff to me, and I just was like, wow. I I wanted to spank him. And and so I was like, listen, I need you to just sit down, and I'm going to leave for a second. And then I'm like, okay, what's the most loving possible choice I can do right here? And so I went back in the room, and I was like, hey, uh, bud, can can I have a hug? And he was like, (laughs) And I was like, it's been a tough day for me. I don't know if it's been a tough day for you, but I just want you to know how much I love you. And that just, that's never going to change. And uh, I'm just so proud of you. And in that moment, it was, and as parents, we get opportunities to do this stuff all the time. But in that moment, it was, how are you going to use your power? Are you going to use it to, like, to, to, to try to shove something into an outcome that you want or are you gonna are you gonna give this away as much as you possibly can because you do have total power in the situation right are you gonna give it away as much as you can and trust that that love is somehow going to achieve a greater outcome than forcing manipulating controlling um, the, the situation and I'm not against discipline I'm just saying, Um, it takes discipline to choose love a lot of times and it has to be practiced over and over a lot of times. Um, and our ego has to just die every day all the time in order for that to happen. Um, but I think it's worth it. I think it's, yeah. So there you go. There's my whole sermon.
2: Sorry. (laughs) That was good.
0: I'm glad I heard that because now I don't want to say my thing. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Um, I would say love keeps us still. There's this narrative that we've been uh, given from the moment that we were born that we have to work and that we have to produce and that we have to strive and we have to continually keep grasping at things. And, you know, in a way that's sort of displayed in the conflict but it's also displayed in our hearts. And what love does, it keeps us, it, it, it compels us to that moment in that space. And it says, I am God and I'm faithful and I am good. And the story that I'm writing and the part that you're playing, I am doing it one for my glory, but secondly also for your good. And love compels us and it invites us to that story and it invites us to become a character or a person or a player in that story where we get to trust God, where we don't have to do anything, um, unless he says so. Um, <laughs> but we don't have to do anything to earn it. We don't have to do anything to um, seek it out. Uh, God invites us to that narrative and I think that's something that power does not do. Power always grabs. Um, power is always coercive. Um, But love says we're going to stay right here. And God invites us to trust the story because the story is good. And I think that's something so beautiful, you know, the contrast between the power of love and the love. or Yeah, the power of love and the love of power that he invites us to be still. There's nothing we can do.
2: Ariel, I think we just got saved all over again. So uh, (laughs) we can all go home now. That was that was beautiful, Carter. Would you like to add anything now? Uh, do I have to? No. Okay. No, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. So, uh, talking about all these things, uh, sometimes when we talk about love, sometimes we talk about power. Sometimes when we talk about these these big things that are maybe outside of our personal stuff, it can seem almost theoretical. Um, but. I want to know from you guys, maybe what are some, some practical things that you have found that have helped center you, encourage you, uh, point you in the right direction when all of these things are happening?
0: You mean internal struggle or you mean when we're overwhelmed by the chaos of the world? Yes. Cool. (laughs) Um, don't do it alone. Um, We were not meant to be individualistic. We were meant to be um, communal. Yeah. I was going to say like a collective, but that's like more of a philosophical word. (laughs) You're good. (laughs) No, I like yours more. Uh, Yeah, we're supposed to be in communion with with, uh, people. Um, Reach out to people that you love, people that you trust, people that trust you, Um, and let, let yourself be vulnerable vulnerable around the people that that will build you up and that can pray with you and can you know that you can lean on in in those moments um, and that's also Jesus you got to call on him too you got to pray um, he promises you peace he promises you comfort and sustenance um, and less on the spiritual side you um, Trust experts, like um, it's it's impossible to stay on top of everything around you, um, but there's a certain working level of knowledge that we would generally all benefit from on, on any certain topic and to, to strike out on your own and become an Instagram expert is not helpful to you or the people around you. <laughs> uh, if I can go off for a moment. <laughs> uh, Keep
2: it real Carter, come on.
0: No one is an expert on social media. You sometimes have to open a book. Um, Sometimes you have to listen to a a podcast to somebody uh, like made by somebody who went to school longer than you. Um, If you don't understand these things, you're not gonna find the answers um, by ruminating on them, by listening to other people's like reactions and conversations in the comments. Um, (coughs) Man, like there are a lot of experts that can contextualize what you're seeing on the news and that can give you guidance on on what you can do to be a part of it, um, and a lot of it was made and designed and sold um, to stir you up and get you upset and to get you to engage in those comments. Because every time you you type something out, somebody makes some money uh, because you got mad. Like <laughs> this is this is going. I'm about to hop off the rails so I'm gonna stop soon. But <laughs> um, be at peace with yourself and and. Generally, trust trust the experts.
2: Yeah, yeah man.
0: Okay, I, I, I slammed on the brakes just in time. <laughs> I think we're I think we're okay. Y'all see me on Instagram every like six months.
2: We like the memes, Carter.
0: I appreciate that. Thank you. And frogs, <laughs> and frogs yeah. Okay, someone else.
4: I sort of lost track of the question. What was it? <clears throat>
2: Uh, what are some some practices that you have found in your life that help you, uh, either like be centered, find encouragement, just some some practices that you found
4: helpful? Yeah, um, I just sort of started this thing um, where I go through the Book of Psalms, and it's kind of random and you know arbitrary, um, but I believe the Psalms do such a good job, such a good job of depicting the myriad um, of emotions. I think Hartley once wrote The Gambit of Human Emotions, and I love that phrase. Oh, it's so good. Um, and the Psalms do such a good job of detailing every single high and low, every you know burst of jealousy, every um, trying to find out what it means to be a human in this world. And going through the Book of Psalms and Lamentations is also such a beautiful book um, when it comes to human emotions, and I, I would encourage, um, or what I would do, is I read through that and I look at portions of scripture where that particular psalmist is feeling an emotion I'm feeling, and they're not always good. I, I think um, sometimes a psalmist um, gets angry at God, and is wondering why is this happening to me, and um, that's sometimes how I feel whenever I look at these you know things that are going on around me, um, but. The psalmist always comes back and always says, you know, rest my soul, for the Lord is good. What shall I do for God's goodness towards me? And, you know, that's paraphrasing, but the psalmist always comes back. And that's a running theme, that yes, the world sucks, and yes, this is not going the way I want it to go. But rest assured my soul, for the Lord is good.
2: We just got saved all over again, so... Thank you, Michelle. Ecclesiastes and Job. Ecclesiastes and Job. Ecclesiastes and Job.
0: limitations.
3: I'm going to be the old guy, and I'm just going to give you some really practical stuff that's helped me in my life. Okay. Do it. Do it. First of all, remind yourself who you are. Th- there is nothing more true, and there will never be anything more true about you. The truest thing about you is that you are beloved by God, period. That's who you are. That's what defines you. And if you forget that, you'll get totally lost in this world. But you can always center yourself, and you can remind yourself who you are, regardless of what is happening in the world. Who you are is fully and completely beloved by God. That's the truest thing about you. There will never be anything more true about you. Remind yourself when things get dark or lonely, or you become afraid of your future or your children's futures, or whatever, when anxiety comes, just remind yourself who you are at your core is beloved, and beloved by the one who created you. Period. Forget forget what else. Second thing is, um, stop shooting on yourself.
2: Did y'all catch that? Just make sure. Podcast. Stop, <laughs> YouTube. Stop, did you
3: catch that? Stop shooting, shooting on yourself. You know, I should have done this, and I should have done that, and I should have. Come on, y'all. You're quicker than that. I'm articulate. I said it clearly. But I was really trying to think about it. Like, how can I say this in a way that will actually grab your attention? Because, listen, you can get super caught up in all the I should have's. Like you can get really depressed thinking about all the I should have, or if if only I had. You, you, that's gone, that's done, that's past. Right? It doesn't mean there's not amends. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't you shouldn't do a make right. It doesn't mean that you you shouldn't learn. But stop shooting on yourself and other people. That's so good. And other people, yeah. right? You should do this. You should do that. You should do this. You don't know because you're not them. Okay. Um, and then the, uh, the, uh, uh, the other thing is I've, I, I'm learning to another practice is when you're listening, which is way more important than talking, which is odd to say because I'm talking all the time right now. Um, I, I've learned to say this last year. I've learned to say, of course. Just that's it. When someone just lays it all out and they're willing to be vulnerable or they come to me with something. I just say, of course. Of course you feel that way. Of, co- of, of course that, that's what you're experiencing. Of course, why wouldn't it be? Of course. And, and, and it's OK. You know? Of course. Um, as strange as that sounds. And then the last thing for a, a, a presence practice is thisness. OK? Apart from poetry, which is what language was meant to be, um, read poetry, memorize poetry, like, remind yourself over and over of of the great poems, like, they will fill your soul, psalms are poetry, right? The last thing, practice, is this, I call it thisness. Like, it it helps you eliminate all the other stuff, and you just remind yourself of thisness, right? I'm I'm making up words for y'all so they can be remembered. It's not just another cup of coffee, it's this cup of coffee. When you have a conversation with Kirby or with Pastor Fisk, they're not—they're not having a co- just another conversation. They're having this conversation. They're showing up and they are being present to that moment with you because they understand how powerful it is for this. Thing to be the most important thing you're there you might as well be there yeah. like it's your life you might as well show up for it yeah. right so all the conversations that you have all of the all of the time that, that you get and, and in between times remember it's not just a car ride or a drive to work it's this car ride and it's this drive to work yeah. and it's and it matters and it has value and it, and it's deeply important, and uh, I think those things can help. Those are a few things that can are practices that can help eliminate, uh, not eliminate, momentarily <laughs> uh, remove ourselves from all of these gut and 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 fear and and just uh, trained responses and respond in a different way, experience something in a different way um, than we typically would or we've been programmed to to do. Yeah. I'm done.
2: That's great. That's great. Thank you. Oh, That's my whole napkin. Michelle, this is the last thing. Close us out. Send us home on something good.
4: Oh, oh yes. Okay. <laughs> no okay. pressure. I was just going to add to no like a practice. Okay. Um, <laughs> just to add to a practice, um, I think thankfulness is sort of a forgotten art. Um, And I heard this from somewhere on a a podcast. I believe the Jewish people do something where they utter 70 blessings a day. And that is a lot of blessings. I tried it this past week, and I think I only got to 70 twice. Um, So like saying blessings or like a blessing someone and also being grateful and saying thank you, whether it's, you know, blessed be the name of the Lord or you know, blessed be the heaven and earth and all that dwell within it. making that intentional effort to speak to your Heavenly Father and to focus on things that God has given you and acknowledge it and be be present for it and know that it is there and thank your Heavenly Father for it. I think that's a practice. Um, whenever I'm thankful, I am immediately humbled into the presence of God. It doesn't matter what I was doing, doesn't matter um, if I was yelling, I'm immediately at the feet of my father, whenever I'm thankful, and uh, I would encourage the 70 blessings. It, it is daunting, but um, it's so. S- it's like it's it's just every single time, like every 10 minutes, you're like blessing something, um, <laughs> like a dog passing by. But <laughs> but it, it's 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 good. It's a mindful practice, definitely. Amazing.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For more information about The Link, check out our website, thelinkatclc.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at thelinkatclc. From glory to glory.